What is up, my beautiful people? How are you guys? Thank you for joining me on this uh, wonderful Sunday. Uh, I don't know what time it is for you. Evening, morning. Let me know in the live chat. It's great to be here again. I can already see some of you here. Let's see who's in the live chat. The place, oh man, I can't say it. <laughs> I'm sorry. The place, the lithic past. There we go. Let me know if I said that right. The Plastolithic past. Um, Ufostorian, what's up, man? Thank you guys for being here. Do me a favor before we start. Take the link for this video. Share it on UFO Twitter or on any social media that you use. Let's try and get some more people here in the live chat. Um, so, yeah, hope you're all having a good weekend. I can't wait to kick off this discussion, start talking about this with you guys. It's something that I've been you know, thinking about a lot lately. And the last live kind of had to do with, you know, with the UFO history and why it's important and why we should all be looking into it. Uh, I see Jazz. What's up, Jazz? <laughs> Alien Girl. What's up? Gustav. Hey, Christian. What's up, man? So I was saying on the last live, we talked about UFO history, why it's important why we need to think about it today more than ever, seeing as we are sort of in a new, you know, we are in a new place. We're in a new place when it comes to this topic. When I bring up um, the past and I, and I talk about these things, I'm not trying to say that we aren't making headway. We're not making moves, right? Things are, are changing a bit. But at the same time, I still think, you know, we kind of need to pay attention. We need to pay attention to flags, signs, and just different things, especially for those of us that have been in this for a long time, uh, that have been looking at this topic for a long time. There's people that have been looking into this much longer than I have. Some of you probably in the live chat have, you know, um, and I titled this live, it's a UFO until, or it, a UFO is just a UFO until it's not, because the conversation right now, I'm sure many of you feel this way. You can see it too on Twitter is very nuts and bolts, right? It's a very nuts and bolts conversation. And it's sort of what is giving us a bit of the headway, I guess, or it's like kind of changing up the view the public has on this topic in a way. It gives the possibility that, hey, some of these UFOs could be UAVs, they could be drones, it could be some tech that we don't know uh, exists that some government has in a bunker somewhere and uses and is testing now. And my only fear with that, right, is sort of halting how far we can really go with the discussion and understanding what this is. And it's actually kind of genius because it's really the only way you can have this discussion with the general public is by throwing in these possibilities. You know, these, uh, yeah, well, you know, at the end of the day, it could be this very logical thing, which is like a drone, right? And... The big issue there is that even if we do see HD footage of a craft doing something amazing, something that surpasses what maybe the U.S. government has in its arsenal or whatever, there's still going to be a huge part of the discussion that goes back to Russia, China, all the superpowers, you know, who could be building these things, who could be behind these things. And that conversation could take 20 more years, even if we have, I guess, the data, we understand how fast it goes, you know, how it defies everything that we understand at this moment. And, you know, it makes me think about 
experimental craft in the past. And if the world was sort of woken up to those things during that time period, you know, would they be able to really understand the science behind it? You know, the everyday common person, obviously the geniuses out there, the people that are hard at work, twisting and bending the laws of reality and physics to really get a grasp on things might be able to get this a little better. But I'm saying for you and I, you know, for the experiencer, for the person that believes in this phenomenon or has seen something, my real worry, right? A UFO is just a UFO until it's not, is that at the end of the day, even if we get really clear, you know, really good data from one of these things, I feel like the conversation could still be pulled in this in this aspect where the phenomenon doesn't really have much to do with it, right? Because we are currently in a world where UFOs are a reality, you know, where those secret government programs that everyone used to talk about, you know, they used to make shows like X-Files and things like that, that were considered a joke, a mystery, some conspiracy. They were not a conspiracy, you know, and maybe we knew that, but the general public did not, but now they do. They know that, you know, ATIP was real. And I think it's much more concerning to think that the governments of the world, not just the U.S. government, the governments of the world have been really analyzing this and studying this topic for so many years. And we're still in this sort of broken record. We're still kind of going back and forth with it. Uh, let me jump into the live chat, see what you guys are doing, what you guys are talking about. I'm so happy to see you here, Jazz. It's been a long time, man. <laughs> I see Kristen, uh, or Christian, sorry. Don't want to mess that up. He says, you need to talk to Michael Schratt, former X-Planes. Yeah, I'm saying there, there definitely is possibilities when we're looking at these things in the sky that it could be human, like some human tech, 100%. And sometimes it's not even something crazy. You know, yesterday I shared on Twitter a, let me see if I could pull it up. Let me share my screen. I never do this, but I'm going to try. I got to learn, right? <laughs> Give me a second. Um, I'm going to share this. We're going to go to my Twitter and we're going to look at, it's like Inception. You guys can see me <laughs> live streaming on, on two different screens. Um, yeah, here, what I wanted to show you was this tweet I made about Richard Branson, but let me make sure that stops so we don't get the audio there. Okay, I think it stopped. Richard Branson, right back in 1989, he played this April Fool's joke and he this guy had the money to get a blimp that looks like a UFO with lights and everything. He dressed up. Some people said it was a midget. Some people said it was just somebody he paid um, to come out of the, the blimp dressed up as an alien. And obviously it's like ET. Uh, let me see if it loads up here. So for those of you that are listening to this as a podcast, go to my Twitter you know, check out uh, the Undead Gaucho on Twitter and you'll see this post I'm talking about if you want. Or you can just go to the channel and uh, check out the live feed there. Okay, so this is taking forever. I think what I'm going to do is you guys probably know what I was talking about. Look at my, look at this. I didn't even know it looked like that. So I'm going to stop sharing my screen. <laughs> so I was trying to do something there. It didn't work out. But I was just trying to show you guys a tweet from yesterday where I was talking about Richard Branson and... Uh, this sort of prank he played on everybody and it was literally a blimp, right? But to the person on the ground, 
it could definitely look like a UFO. And back in 19, I think it was 1989. I mean, let's be honest. It's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good UFO, right? So it's not always experimental craft. Sometimes it's something very, it's not that crazy basically is what I'm trying to say. And a UFO is really just an unidentified flying object until it's something that we can identify. But the issue is, even if you can identify it, like how far can you get with that identification is what I'm trying to say. Lisa says new, let me share some of these. New tech won't explain sightings in history. And I agree it won't. And I'm not saying that new tech is the explanation for every UFO for I'm trying, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying that the conversation we're having right now is so nuts and bolts, you know, it's so grounded, which it should be. But at the same time, you don't want to get, you know, nail yourself to the ground. <laughs> it's so grounded that uh, we could end up talking about tech for like another 20 years. It just seems a little bit like we're never really going to touch on the, the phenomenon aspect of this. Uh, and, and it sucks to say that because I feel like there are so many people out there just waiting for answers or, or waiting for support from the community, waiting for support from the world because they're an experiencer, they're an abductee, or who knows, maybe their grandfather had a sighting and could never live it down. Maybe their sister had a sighting. Maybe they just want answers and they're not really going to get too many answers even if we understand that there are craft in the sky that can fly, you know, faster than any of the planes we got, that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean, there's not much further we can go other than literally studying a crashed craft or something. But I don't think we're going to see, you know, in a year on 60 Minutes, one of the reporters walking through a, a crashed craft pointing out all the alien tech inside. Or the strange tech, let's call it that. I see Barry says, uh, hey, Gaucho. What's up, pal? What's up, Barry? Thanks for being here, man. Matrix 2004, we are all undead and ready to face unalive robot aliens. <laughs> Could be. I've literally come to the, uh, I've, I've really been thinking for quite some time now that this phenomenon has been here for too long. We've been interacting with this, whatever it is, for too long for it to really be alien. Not saying that it's not different from us or came from somewhere different or whatever. I'm saying, how long does something have to be interacting on this planet with us until it's no longer considered an alien? You know, how long do you have to live somewhere until you're no longer an alien? <laughs> Kristen Thomas says, think if the U.S. has Tic Tacs. I mean, the, the weird thing with this discussion is if, that any, if any government really did possess the tech that we're talking about, with the capabilities that, that this tech seems to have, right? I don't see why they wouldn't have taken over the world already. Look, there are some superpowers that have basically already done that. <laughs> we shouldn't ignore that either. But I'm saying, if they really did have this tech and they knew how to use it, and that's what we were seeing, you know, some experimental, some experimental craft, then first of all, I don't know where war is going to go in the future. And I think it is going to go very like UAV, you know, unmanned aerial vehicles and all this kind of stuff. It's already there. But I do think we need to focus on the phenomenon sometimes. We need to take a break and say, hey, look, all good. But uh, if you show me some good footage, it's really not. I mean, for me, I don't need the footage. 
I'm more worried about the general public. I'm more worried about the world. I'm worried about passing away tomorrow and this discussion continuing and continuing and continuing and continuing for years and years and years. How long are we going to keep going in circles? It's obvious that cover-ups take place. It's obvious that this is a mystery, that this has been something that has been hiding in the shadows on its own. The phenomenon hides in the shadows. Like I said, we're making good, we're making good moves. You know, the scientific community seems to be taking it more seriously, obviously. What Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon have done, they've done great work. Uh, what Tom DeLong did with them as well. I'm saying it is bringing this conversation more to the forefront. We're seeing it pop up more and more in the news, and it's not just X-Files music and uh, a bunch of people laughing, you know, the reporters cracking jokes. It is a bit more serious. It's a more serious discussion because it's been taken to this area of a national you know, security threat. And part of what Project Blue Book did back in the day was they tried to analyze if the UAP or UFO phenomenon was a national security threat. Look how long the conversation has been going on for. Let's make sure as a community, as a person that believes in this topic, to not fall into the same patterns and to continue the conversation, at least in a way that will help us maybe figure it out. You know, the issue could be is that we're trying to put this thing into a box that it doesn't fit in. You know, we're trying to put this into four four walls and a, and a little, you know, a, a top. <laughs> and it doesn't go in that. It's not, it's not what it does. The phenomenon could just be laughing at us. Saying like, who cares if they see us? They'll never figure it out. They're too stuck in their ways. They're too stuck in this, this way of viewing the world. They'll never really understand what we are. Let me, let me check out the live chat. Let me see. Jazz says, uh, really, the impetus is on the visitors to make the first move. I've seen the craft now, but I'm not at all closer to knowing what's behind them. That's true, Jazz. You know, and I've, I've said this a million times. I feel like true disclosure can only come from the phenomenon itself. And there's a reason why the phenomenon is has been working in the shadows for so many years. And people always talk about, you know, how advanced they are spiritually with their technology, you know, with what they believe and all these things. And I think if they were so advanced and they were so greater beings than us or whatever, they could have formulated some kind of plan, some kind of way to approach us in an open manner that would not trigger us because it's almost like if you run into a wild animal in the woods, you know, like something bad could happen. But there are ways to approach wild animals that is much less dangerous than than smacking it with a stick. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, he also says this conversation was taking place in the 70s, but incrementally we make progress. We've already seen more progress in this decade than I ever thought I would ever live to see. That's true, Jazz. I know. I agree with you, though. Again, I'm saying that there is progress being done. I'm not denying the fact that progress isn't being done. I'm saying I'm worried that sooner or later we hit a brick wall and we fall back into kind of old conversations and old ideas and old thoughts, continuing this, this wheel, this never-ending discussion about this topic. They don't have to keep it secret. Half the people on the planet or more are probably not even open to have this kind of conversation, you know? 
that's something that I think about too. Is like everyone's like it's government cover up. I'm like the government probably doesn't need to cover much up. <laughs> they don't really need to do much of that half the time because people are just not aware of it or they're just not willing to think about things on their own like that. Um, I see the uh, this comment is interesting here. The plastolithic pass. I'm gonna keep saying that wrong, brother, but I'll get it right. He says, yeah, the others hide. That's what they do. We can infer a lot from that. We definitely can. You know, we are violent creatures, though. We are violent. Not all of us. But even the peaceful ones, we can get violent. And we are brought up in this world of like, gimme, 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 take, 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 step on the next person, step on the next person, take care of my four walls. Who cares about the rest? You know, at the end of the day, you could be united with your neighbors, but as long as they're not trying to burn your house down. You know what I mean? That's the kind of world we live in. That's the kind of species we are. We build kingdoms, but we destroy others at the same time. We build weapons to protect ourselves, but we test them on islands <laughs> with people on them. It's like, or we think we're protecting ourselves and we're just, it's a continuous cycle of gimme, 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 take, 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 step, step, break, break, me, me, me. And I think that is a big flaw because like I said, I totally see how, you know, the phenomenon could be weary when approaching us as a mass as a whole. Cause let's think, let's think about it real quick. Where do you guys think we're going to get from the government taking this more seriously? I think at one point or another, if they haven't already, which I think they probably have, cause you know, we've heard stories about when they've scrambled jets to, to go check out these UAPs and stuff. I'm saying, when do you think they'll be able to shoot them out of the sky if they haven't already? And that's probably the worst thing you could do. But that's what we do. It's the monster in the movie. You know what I mean? The monster in the movie, the first thing we do is run, scream, and if not, we shoot at it. Like, we send in Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in the jungle to cover himself in mud and attack it. It's always the monster. Is There's very few movies, even like E.T., even E.T., even those movies where they come as like peaceful beings and movies are great representations of who people really are. That's what people forget how important cinema is and how important media really is for human beings. That's what we consume. That's what helps us build our characters. Sometimes, you know, we base ourselves off certain characters that we grow up on or we watch these characters on the news even and we vibe off of their personalities and what they say. We trust some of them more than we do others. I'm saying the media is important when it comes to this. And Jazz says, I very much doubt that an intellectually inferior species can study an intellectually far superior species if the superior species chooses not to be studied. That's a good quote, Jazz. I agree. They are obviously studying us, though. I mean, this seems like the most important thing that this phenomenon does with us is study our species and use us for something. You know, and then that's why I don't think they're taking space, you know, travels through space from one planet to another. I think they're really just here studying this planet, studying us, doing something. They need something, some kind of resource, something. Case for Infinity, what's up, man? He says they're making contact to millions of people in a very bespoke, personalized way, it seems like. It it does seem that way. But I've said this before, too, not, not to sound negative because I support my experiencers, I support the people out there making contact 
Like you are special. You know, maybe it was a negative experience for you. Maybe it was a positive experience for you, but you are one in a million. There's something special about you probably that that is causing these interactions to happen or, or who knows. You shouldn't feel alone because there's lots of you out there. But I also think it, that's an easy way to like, let's think of it like this. Imagine if you were exploring an island, right? There's a village on the island and it's just you and a few people, but there's a whole village and you really want to like interact with them or learn something from them, but you don't want to freak them out because they might, you know, maybe they're cannibals or some shit. <laughs> um, how would you do it? You pick them off one by one or, you know, you go piece by piece trying to interact with them in their little travels through the jungle or whatever. Show them a mirror here or there. Give them a story. Send them back to the village. They all start talking about what they saw, who they came across, these, these different beings in the, in, the, in the jungle. And then eventually, once you've talked to enough of them, the legend becomes reality and you come out of the jungle. You come in as this legendary, mystical being that they encountered in the jungle. I don't know. I think about it all the time because I feel like, like I said earlier, there's a way for them to make open contact, to stop this discussion to stop this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, because a lot of people have really been harmed with this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's difficult to live in a world when you sit back and stare at the stars and see something different than the rest of the people around you. It's difficult to live in a world when you believe there's more to it than what most people see. It's not easy. And for some people, it's really hard. Some people lose their families, their lives, they they struggle you know they they try to fight it you know they try to ignore it it's very difficult and that's what really gets me always back looking at the experiencers trying to figure out how we can talk to them how we can get them closer to understanding or to not feeling like they're alone It's difficult, man. It really is. But you know what they say, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that's very true. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Hey, Christian, thank you for that super chat, man. He said, love your mind, brother. Love your mind too, man. Honestly, love the minds of so, so, so many of you are so amazing. And I'm glad that I finally have a community that I can turn to and talk to about this. You know, for years, I really couldn't talk to anybody about it. And I'm not even an experiencer. At least I don't think I am. You know, I'm not somebody that really has come face to face with the UFO phenomenon. I've seen things in the sky. I've seen lights. I've seen strange things in my life. But I'm not like an abductee. You know, I'm not somebody that can say, yeah, at least I don't think I am. Who knows? I think there's a lot more abductees out there than we think, right? Um, Julie says, scared but stronger. Scared but stronger always, man. 
It's wild how quickly eyes can spot movement in the sky, especially at night. It's true. It's true. That's why, you know, again, the title's perfect. The UFO or a UFO is just a UFO until it's not. Also, we have that situation too, where people have maybe had an experience or they've seen something and then they feel like everything they see in the sky is a UFO or is some kind of sign or something. And the universe is mysterious and it works in mysterious ways. I believe that. But I also think that sometimes we are seeing as we are the protagonists in our own movie, <laughs> in our daily movie, right? We put a little bit too much importance into our role in the story, the big picture. We're all important, obviously. I'm not saying we're not important. But I'm saying this to you from somebody that believes that, yes, you are the main character in your film. You know, you choose how the film continues, how it ends. I'm saying, but I know that, for example, I'm probably not being tracked by some secret government group or anything like that. You know, I'm not getting hunt, hunted down or anything just because I'm, I don't make a big difference. Maybe if I was standing in front of thousands and thousands of people, and we were having this same conversation in front of hundreds and thousands of people, then maybe. But sometimes you just got to take a step back and realize, like, you know, pay attention to the universe. It is amazing, but it's not always a UFO. Not always. But a lot of the times, some of the times it is. So always stay aware, be awake. But um, let me check out the live chat. Whatever doesn't kill you can traumatize you, too speaking as a cancer survivor and someone living with a terminal illness. Angel, I agree. I agree. You know, and I'm sorry that I'm, I don't, you know, you hit me hard with that one. I send so much strength and, and power to you. You know, reach out to me anytime you want to talk about anything, Angel. You know, I'm always here. And that's the thing about, you know, about life, man. It's crazy. It's difficult. And that's why I think, too, like this discussion at sooner or later, we got to get some real leeway in understanding what the phenomenon is. We can't keep going in circles. We got to make sure that the kids of tomorrow, the future, they actually have an idea of what this is. They're not just like, oh, yeah, there's things in the sky. Mm -hmm. My dad thinks they're Russians. <laughs> the other day I shared a, uh, I shared a, um, a short film on my, on my Twitter account. And I'm going to spoil it for you guys. I mean, maybe you can go find it. Visually, I never really... You know, nobody can really spoil movies for me. I need to, like, watch the movie. I can't just, like, I don't know. I can't just uh, hear somebody tell it to me. I need to see it, you know, to experience it fully. So the, the story of the movie or the short film is there's this kid. He believes, like, in UFOs. He's real young. It's, like, in the 19, I don't know, 60s or something. And he's, like, on a farm. And this flaming ball of something falls out of the sky. His dad's really like tough and serious. 
and it seems like he couldn't go to the war to be a, uh, I think it was a rifleman. They made him like a, they sent him to work in the office or, or work on the farms. That's what it was. And the kid has this, you know, this whole idea that it's a UFO because he's totally into UFOs. His dad goes out there to check it out. Tells the kid, obviously, you know, stay inside the house, stay inside the farm. He goes out there. The kid hears a gunshot from his bedroom. So what does the kid do? He gets curious. He's like seven or eight. And, uh, he sees his dad in the morning, like dragging something into the farmhouse, throws it in the farmhouse. Still aligning with UFO lore, UFO history, which you would think would be maybe, you know, maybe my dad shot an alien or something. Kid goes out to check out what's going on, right? Check out what that was that fell out of the sky. Even though his dad told him to stay away from it, he goes and he finds this. It's like a capsule, right? And it's a it's a Russian capsule. It's a space capsule. He noticed some Russian writing on it. But I don't think he understood, you know, what the writing was because he was too little or something. Then he uh, gets really curious because he thinks it's a UFO still. Um, and he goes back to his house. Waits for his dad to fall asleep. His dad gives him some crazy talk about, you know, having to not be a rifleman and ended up, you know, having to work on this farm. So the kid lets his dad fall asleep. He's like drinking whiskey or something. And he goes into the farmhouse when the dad's not around. He doesn't see anything. He opens up like this basement latch kind of thing. I mean, I never lived on a farm, so I don't know what that's for. I think it's for like storing hay or something. No, I don't know how that will work. I feel like the hay will go bad. <laughs> but uh, he opens up this latch thing. He gets freaked out because there's something moving down there. His dad comes in because maybe he heard him or something with a gun. And uh, it ends up being like a Russian uh, cosmonaut. So it was a capsule that fell, you know, during the space race in the on the farm the dad takes this guy throws him in a there he goes underground cellar tornado safety thank you alien gray <laughs> a root cellar um thank you julie so it's a cosmonaut and the kid thought it was an alien and then he sees his dad he's trying to like he's gonna kill the cosmonaut because he's the enemy he's the enemy don't you see he's, he's telling his son don't you see he's the enemy his son's crying He's like, if he's not the enemy, am I the enemy? He's telling his son. And his son is totally not, you know, he's not digging this situation. He's crying. He doesn't want his dad to kill the cosmonaut. Spoiler, obviously. Dad hangs the cosmonaut while they're arguing with the little kid, the dad and the kid. Dad's about to shoot the cosmonaut. The cosmonaut dies. And then years go by and the kid finally figures out he's like a grown man. He's running back to the farm and that's how it ends. You know, the, the grown man visiting his father that's passing away. And then he goes back to the farm and he digs up the, the capsule. And I thought that was, that was crazy. Because it's like going back to what we were talking about before, the gimme, 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 take, take, take situation that we have. You know, who's the enemy at the end of the day? The father even realizes, like, 
when he killed the cosmonaut that he killed a cosmonaut because they start talking about the guy on the news and his son is there watching him and he's so disappointed in him you know um so it's interesting short go to my twitter uh twitter feed and you'll find it it's it's maybe i'll retweet it today or something it's pretty cool they did a great job on it but i think it's interesting in the sense of like we have a lot to learn about our species i always try to bring this home and dig these deep when i talk to people it's like we got to learn about ourselves and how we relate to each other before we can really understand an alien species because i could see you know i would say most of us if we saw a crash ufo and a gray came out if we were on a farm and somebody had a gun they'd probably shoot it but we still don't know like if they're good guys or if they're the good guy or the bad guy because what is really the good guy or the bad guy at the end of the day you know if you ask if you could ask animals that get tested on to create some kind of mascara or some kind of shampoo or whatever it is who the good guy or the bad guy was i think they'd tell you we were the bad guys so it's like you kind of got to see the world in a different way when you come approach this topic you know and i could see how somebody could have a good experience you know just like when you meet a group of people you might have a good experience you might have a bad experience you might end up in the trunk of a car <laughs> you never know you got to be aware let me go back to the live chat man space cow what's up man he says nice to see you bud hope you're doing well i'm doing good man julie said so sad yeah, it was a sad it was sad but it was very the short film i was talking about earlier was sad but visually it was done very well it's a good watch she says tag me when you retweet it i will sofa says the end of gaucho hey brother dragonfly we are immature we are immature you know and it's kind of crazy going back to, to the title of this how far can we get with the nuts and bolts conversation i want to know what you guys think how far can we really get the other day somebody uploaded this uh I think it was New York uh, UAP. I might be messing up his handle. I'm sorry about that, brother, if you're listening to this. But they shared the rubber duck UFO video. And I was saying, we really need to think of new names for these videos <laughs> that we share. It does look a little bit like a rubber duck, but I can't imagine any serious scientist or, or, or government person talking about, well, yes, let's talk about the most prolific case, the rubber duck case. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't take that one seriously. It was an interesting video. It was 40 minutes long. I didn't see too much, anything too crazy in that video. I don't know what you guys think about it. Um, but it was definitely worth sharing. I think those kinds of things should be brought out to light. You know, we can do what we want with it. We can figure out if we think it's a UFO, we can analyze it, we can do whatever. But still, the real hard part about it is that there will still be people, let's say we get an HD clear footage, you know the footage Lou Elizondo's talking about, I think it's like 20 minutes long. If we get that, assuming that it's not gonna look 
what we have been portrayed UFO, you know, the way the media portrays UFOs could look like anything. You know, we've seen some crazy stuff, upside down pyramids, you know, the blimp, <laughs> the one that looked like a Batman balloon. You know, you got your cigar shape, you got all your basic shapes, but I'm saying, let's say we do see something like that. I would say most people that don't look into this topic are not going to associate it to a UFO right away. They're going to think it's some experimental craft. You know, like uh, the Iron Man, the Jetpack Man that was flying over the LAX. Could be somebody with that. That could definitely be somebody with a jetpack. There's some crazy jetpacks out there. <laughs> they, they can't fly that, you know, for that, that, uh, that long periods of time. But I did see like, I don't know, what was it? Like a drone that was set up to look like a person with a jetpack on. It was like a controlled, you know, like a mannequin with some like drone strapped to the back. Um, so I think the real game changer, the real disclose, like cl the closest we're going to get to disclosure from our perspective, not from the phenomenon, because the phenomenon could come here tomorrow and just say, hey, here we are. The real disclosure is going to be the day that they start stop talking about nuts and bolts and start talking about who's inside the craft, who's piloting the, the craft. Um, that's where we need to really focus our energy and our attention on. At least we do. Because we know how it's going to be taken outside of this circle, outside of these conversations. It's going to be taken the way it's been taken. That's really helped, you know, get it out there. Get it to be talked about. This new office is being set up, you know. But there's something behind it. There's something so powerful, you know, that has been, you know, it, it trips me out to really think about it and try to express it. Because I'm like, what do we really do with this? Like, we're literally in a world right now where UFOs are a reality. We can't get much more real than this. Unless they literally... Show us a crashed ET craft on 60 Minutes. And I don't see that ever happening. You know, at least in my lifetime. It, it can only it can only be this this kind of a conversation right now. At least in that that aspect of the conversation. Here in our circles, we can literally talk about anything we want. We can be open-minded. We can have any kind of conversation we want to have. We shouldn't be afraid to stick to certain lanes, you know, especially when I feel like you can think they're only going to get so far. The real important thing is to understand are these similarities and these patterns that we've witnessed throughout all these years, you know, these recurring encounters that people have had from here to the Ural Mountains, uh, all the way to Costa Rica, to Colombia, to France, to just different parts of the world, Japan. And and most, I don't think there's a place probably on the world where somebody hasn't had a close encounter. And if we haven't heard about it, and if there is, it's probably just described differently than a close encounter. The phenomenon over there looks different. It's betrayed differently. It's, it's accepted differently. You know. 
I just saw this comment in the live chat. It made me laugh so hard. I've said it many times, but true disclosure is when my wife says it's real. <laughs> I feel the same way, man. I feel the same way. Let's see. Let's check out the live chat. Let me jump in here. Right. Uh, Lisa says, right. How would disclosure affect the government and our economy and religion? I don't know. You know, I used to think it could. I used to think it would cause a crash of, you know, religions would fall apart, but I could see religion shifting tomorrow. You know, the Catholic church is already kind of doing that, you know, at the Vatican's already kind of like, well, if aliens do exist, they are all children of God. They're all the children of God. So I could see every religion doing that. And there's a lot of Eastern religions that literally just talk about aliens, you know, and every religion, really, the gods and all that stuff, I've said this a million times, it's, they're not from here. They're aliens, at least in my opinion. If you believe in that, you believe in aliens in a way, in a, in a, in a, in a hardcore way, if you think about it, you know, because you follow your life, you build your kind of your, your moral and your compass with the laws given to you by these gods. Something to think about. In the economy, people still are going to need money. People are still going to need money because the supermarket is still going to sell you stuff, even when the aliens are here. You know, even if there's a zombie apocalypse, people are going to, as long as they can stay open, you know, they're going to keep <laughs> selling you stuff. Maybe they'll change up what they're selling. You know, toilet paper might start booming again. Who knows? <laughs> COVID is a great example, man, of a life-changing, world-changing kind of situation. And that's kind of, I think, what you'll see, a bit of that craziness, you know, that we saw, that we still see, you know, and then the remnants of it that continues on and on and on. I think that's what it's going to be like. There's going to be questions. There's going to be moments that get crazier than others, you know, but this structure is so engraved, this human structure that we have is so engraved into who we are and how we survive as, as a species, that they have to sell stuff. You know, the economy has to continue. All these things need to continue. I'm not a fan of a lot of them, you know, but I just, I don't see it. Like, I don't see it collapsing. I see it just getting maybe crazier. You know, people will start buying a bunch of stuff they don't need. People will, you know, laws will change. Things will change but the laws will always be the laws. That's how they keep us all in check and in line. I saw there, Lisa said, she's thanking for a follow back. Yeah, you guys make sure to follow the people in this live chat. Consider this like we're all hanging out at a coffee shop or bar or whatever. And we're discussing, we should all get along and try to work together. I always say the same thing. You know, I've had my, my struggles being off of, you know, not creating too much content for the last two or three months. I had some struggles. I was too spending too much time on Twitter and too much time just like jumping and reading everybody's tweets. And it kind of reshaped my, um, my approach a little bit. Cause at first I was like, we all need to work together. We should, we all need to work together, but I think it's fine 
If people disagree, I think it's fine. If people don't agree on everything, I think that's the only way to keep it real. You know, that's the only way to keep it real. That's the only way to know who's really got your back and who doesn't, who is, uh, you know, really invested in this in a certain way and who's not. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about, but sometimes maybe I feel a little more out there and a little bit more exposed seeing as my face is on stuff and I'm out here talking and I'm like, you're going to, if you see me out in the street, you, you know who I am. Like, I don't know, but we got to work together. Lisa says, I wish my husband would pay attention to this. He ignores it. That's fine, man. You know, my wife is open-minded to it and she's, a, she's never stopped me from looking into it. You know, she has her interests and I have my interests. Uh, sometimes I wish my interests were not going down the rabbit hole 24 seven, you know, I'm like, what if I was like into, I don't know, working out <laughs> that would probably help me a lot. You know, what if I was like, a, uh, I don't know if I had just a different kind of interest, but this is my interest creating content, you know, making filmmaking, taking photos, creating art. That's all the stuff that I like. And she's got her own things. Um, I'm checking out the live chat, guys. Dragonfly says, I can talk about this stuff just with a couple of people. And it's true. You really can talk about this outside with just a couple of people. I say outside of this circle. Don't really talk about it much with people. You know, my family... We talk about it a lot because we're just open like that, but we all have different opinions. So I can't like get real crazy <laughs> and get real deep with it. I got, I got to just uh, scratch the surface a little bit. <clears throat> but um, that's why these circles are important. That's why these kinds of situations, it's not just about me talking. It's about you being here and interacting with the people in the live chat. It's about when we are on UFO Twitter, making real connections it's not about looking up to voices. It's about knowing that your voice matters and that we're all in this together. You know, I'm trying to get some more people on here. I'm definitely going to line some stuff up. I'm just kind of kicking the dust off of things. But I also think it's nice to just sit down and talk to you guys. You know, the moment we get a guest on here, I won't be able to pay as much attention to the live chat. I don't have like moderators checking out my chat or anything like that. Like I enjoy sitting down and talking to the faces that I don't get to see all the time, you know, on other channels, you know, I think it's important. I think you're all just as important as anybody else at the end of the day. And don't worry about people looking at you like you're nuts. You know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was talking to them about how I really maybe have always stuck with this topic for so long and really looked into it for so long because it, I feel like it made me a better person at the end of the day to be so open minded. Um, and I've also never really conformed with a certain 
direction, I guess. I mean, I've never been one to conform. That's what I'm trying to say. I like to think for myself. I like to have my own ideas, my own beliefs. Um, I think it's very strong. It shows a lot of strength in people when they have their own beliefs. And if your belief, your belief, sorry, is healthy and you're not like in you know, like pushing it on people or fighting with people, or if you learn how to just have your beliefs, understand that they may change, that you can change then anything, you know, you can evolve as a person throughout life, you know, different things can happen that could change your life. Um, not everyone is in the same position as you. Everyone has their own story, their own background, their own history, everything, you know. It's that saying, you know, uh, try to walk a day in somebody's shoes. I try to do that all the time, but I also try to stick to my guns and, and realize, like, there's got to be something here because I'm not going to be focusing on something like this if there's nothing here. That's not what I do. You know, that's not how I live my life. And uh, Space Cow said, be unique and genuine. Yeah. You know, we used to be the freaks and the geeks. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being a freak and a geek. That's, that's who I uh, always associated with growing up. Some cool ass people. They change the world. They're the shakers and movers, man. You know, look at Nikola. I was about to say, look at yeah, Nikola Tesla is a good example of a freaking geek. Albert Einstein. You know, some of these intellectual minds, but some of them aren't just intellectuals. They are. They stick to their guns. They're they they have their own personalities. You know, look at Elon Musk. These kinds of people, freaks and geeks, man. They don't stick to the rules. They bend them. And I like that. And that's what this was all about. You know, part of it that helped me, I was just like, there's something real about this for so many years, which is kind of what frustrates me when we try to like stick to a line, stick to a script, stick to don't say this. You don't want to freak people out. Don't say this. You don't want to um, lose credibility. I'm like, really, the rest of the world is catching up to what we've been talking about for like years and years and years. You know, Jazz earlier was saying like since the 70s. And I was telling you guys earlier about Project Blue Book. And before Pro Project Blue Book, there was grudge and sign. And during that whole period of time, there's always been UFO believers and people like this. You know, which is why, again, the title of this live is it's powerful because it's like, the real issue is, is that we just, we're thinking about craft. We need to think about what's inside the craft. Who cares if we understand how the craft works? I mean, really, you and I are not really going to be able to benefit from that until some Elon Musk or someone like that creates some kind of technology from it that we can benefit from. But first, the government's going to get their hands on it, which they probably may have already have. And then from there, who knows what can happen? What we may be able to learn from is from what these beings want, understanding that there are beings like this out there, that there is more to the human story. It could change our perspective on how we live our day-to-day -day lives. We might be nicer, kinder to one another if we all understood that 
Yes, we are the same species. <laughs> you know, if we had that ingrained into our head, because now there's something higher up on the food chain than us. It's a lot to think about, man. So the nuts and bowls conversation, I'll be clear and honest right now, lately has been a bit, you know, it's been a bit, uh, it's just, it just bores me a little bit. You know, I'm all for it. Continue it. Keep having it. But I'm not going to sit around and follow a script or think a certain way. I believe that the real importance is the phenomenon itself, whatever is behind these crafts. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of UAVs. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of blimps and a bunch of stuff, like always, that is probably not a UFO. Yes, you know, we're going to have to watch our backs and keep, you know, watch our, our front, back, sides, and tops and everything when it comes to this because there has been secrecy. There has been this kind of weird, this is real, it's not real, this is real, it's not real for so many years. Yes, there is a deeper picture, you know. But what we got to try and not do is not be that record that just keeps going over and over and over again. We'll never get anywhere, you know. And it may not be our fault. It may be that there's a, there's a lot of people that are going to be in this discussion now that have no idea some of the stuff you guys know in this chat. Um, you know, remember that. All the all the research you've done, everything you've looked into, everything you've read is valuable. You know, we can talk about like Abby Loeb. Abby Loeb's a genius, but I'm sure he hasn't really dove deep into the work of John Mack and experiencers and every you know every aspect of the the phenomenon itself. He may eventually, and we'll see what comes from that. You know, there may be people in his in his team, you know, in the Galileo project that have. Who knows? I'm just saying this is very, very deep. <laughs> you know, we're not going to fix it with a few nuts and bolts. Man, I'm, I'm so happy to see you guys here in the live chat. Thank you guys for, for being here. Um, you guys are amazing. I saw somebody said I was a cool, hu a cool human. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Um, the Plastolithic Pass says the previous civilization that lived on this planet got wiped when they became too advanced. Why do we think we're going to be, we're going to be the one that got away? I don't. I think just like life, you know, this could end tomorrow. That's why I'm trying to say we got to get some kind of, we got to get somewhere. Because today, UFOs are real. If they show me an HD video tomorrow, UFOs are real. <laughs> I'm not going to be really like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel this way. I'm not going to be really satisfied until I know what the phenomenon is, what it wants, why it's interacting with us. If we can learn more about that, I think it's going to be a huge change, you know. We can talk about drones in Russia and China all day. So we're blue in the face. But that's not what this is about. That's not what this conversation is about. So guys, uh, thank you so much 
for joining me today. For those of you listening to this as a podcast, thank you. For those of you that hit me with a super chat, thank you so much. Like I said, I'm going to always try and read everyone's messages in here because this is for us to interact. And uh, the super chat just helped me get a, a coffee at the end of the day or something. Thank you. Um, Disclosure team, thank you to all the channels that, that support me and what I do. I see him here in the chat. Um, Space Cow, everybody, Zofa. So happy to see you guys again. I know it's been a, I've been around for like two months. I'm trying to get back into the groove. Like I said, I think Sunday's kind of a good day. I feel like this is perfect. Like nobody's really doing anything right now. I don't want to step on any toes, rob you guys away from some good content. There's great channels out there doing great content. Make sure to check out the description of this video and scroll down and you'll see links to all different kinds of channels. Every so often I'll update it and add people there. And, uh, yeah, guys, keep being amazing. Keep, you know, stay strong. Remember, this is a community. Your voices matter. The experiencers matter. It's not just nuts and bolts. And uh, let's keep pushing forward. Keep being the freaks and geeks and unconventional thinkers. Those are the people that change the world. We'll talk soon, guys.